Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of 20 Something's Failing at Nothing, the best podcast on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I Do you wish. think Spotify would agree with that? No. <laughs> but we've only got five star reviews. <laughs> From so. all of my friends and family. Yeah, exactly. Thank, thank you everybody. You. Thank you, thank you. Um... I, honestly, I'm so tired right now. I don't know what's happened. In the past half an hour, I've become exhausted. I feel alive. Well, well, I haven't done an awful lot today, so... We are differing. I'm so tired. <laughs> I, we, we stayed up very late last night. And we didn't go to... Well, I didn't go to bed till three o'clock this morning. I don't know when I went to bed. Probably not long after. But not because we were on a crazy old... Crazy one. No. We were actually... went to bed that late because we watched Strictly Come Dancing really late. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Like, got in. Like, right, I'm going to set my alarm so I don't oversleep because sometimes I feel a bit groggy when I do that. So I got all my hours confused and I set my alarm for half past nine. No, I set my alarm for nine. And then I woke up this morning and the alarm went off. And I thought, God, I'm exhausted. And I realised I'd only had a six hour sleep. Six hours <laughs> is simply not enough. Not for a Sunday. Not for any day. Like, especially when you've gone to bed in the morning and then woken up in the morning i'm an eight hour girl i'm so tired i'm so tired although i had such a weird dream i can't really remember the dream it was weird and i've had it before so it freaked me out but i kept waking up because my alarm went off at nine and i kept like snoozing but i could get back into my dream every time i can do that too it was so weird i dream the best when i've woken up and fallen back asleep yeah it was so you set an alarm and then you have an alarm like 20 minutes later that is when I had the most mental dreams. It was so vivid. And I was... Oh, my God, I remember it. So, there was a lady... So, I worked in an office. Oh. And there was a lady... You've never done that before. No, never in my life. So, I worked in an office. And there was a lady that worked in finance. And she had basically been, like, in touch with the equivalent of, like, Pablo Escobar. Like, right. some, like, huge okay. criminal organisation. <laughs> and then she'd gone on annual leave because she knew these people were coming for her. So they made me cover and say that it was me who was in charge of finance. But, like, I'd just taken over so I didn't know anything kind of thing. But I'd been, like, briefed of this, like, criminal law case. And I was going to be criminal in Criminal law case. But then the problem was I fell in love with, with the criminal. Yeah. And he was just a really nice guy to me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know, if I ever find out if who's in charge, like, who's been involved in this, I'll kill them. And I was like, God, you can't find well, out about it. Because I'm in love with you now. And then I kept waking up and then going back into it. And it was like me and him at lunch. <laughs> it was so weird. I was I couldn't tell you how it ended. But oh, it was wild. I'd love to know. And I kept having to have secret meetings with everyone in the office being like, Yeah, you can never know. He can never know it was me. What? Clearly there's some things going on in my subconscious that <laughs> I haven't kind of in control. I need to process them. Um, how are you? I'm all right. You're all right? I'm all right. I'm confused. Yeah. I think... We're in our confused girl era. We're in our in-between. We're in-betweenies. Yeah. Do you know they're saying on the times that the 20s and the trenches, and I agree. The trenches? The trenches. Gosh, that's quite a morbid way of thinking of it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess in some ways. That, no, I think... Do you know what? We are both, I guess, in quite in-between stages yeah. of life. Yeah. Career-wise, actually, we're in in-between yeah. stages. I think in other ways, not necessarily, we're just kind of going at whatever pace we're going at. But, like, career-wise, I'm in my last year of studying for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who knows how many more times you will do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do you know what? I've decided to change my career again. <laughs> yeah. um, so. I think I'll go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know, I, 
And I'd say to everyone, I hate studying, but I keep doing it. Yeah, you keep doing it, for sure. I was thinking the other day as well, like in the the Pandama, I um, did like seven courses online. (laughs) And I remember one day I was having such a panic. Do you think words of affirmation are your love language (laughs) by any chance? I think they are, like, well done, you passed. Oh, my God, thank you. (laughs) And I... um, I kept signing up to these courses and I remember this one day, like I'd finished all the other courses I'd signed up to and then I remember one day I was like really stressing out because I was like, I'm not doing enough. Like I'm not doing anything. Like felt really like unfulfilled. And I came into Fulfilled. the lab. Unfulfilled? Unfulfilled. What did I say? Unfulfilled. I said four. Yeah. Unfulfilled. 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 There we go. Unfulfilled. Let's go with that. And I remember sitting in the chair in the corner of this room, actually, over there. And I was like, Mum, I'm just so stressed. And she was like, Abby, it's fine. Like, we're in a really weird time of life. You're doing a fake course anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I was was still working throughout the pandemic. And I was like, no, I'm not doing enough. Blah, blah, blah. Having a real, like, paddy about it. And then just signed on to this course. And it was the bane of my life, this course. Because I thought it was going to be as easy as other ones. It took me eight months to finish. Wow. Do you remember I had to keep writing those essays online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought it was just like a bit of a piece of piss. Did like, you spend oh, a lot of money on it? £38.99. Or like for that. eight months? Megan, I was like forever. I didn't realise the people that market are actually people. I thought the bots, like robots bots. that just like market and go, yeah, you've passed or like quizzes at the end of each module. Mm. wasn't. I had to write essays and I thought, well, I've paid for this now. I can't even remember what the qualification was. I have no idea. I'm qualified in something. Was it along the lines of what you're doing now? It must be. Got to be. Oh, that was why I kept doing courses. Because you decided you were going to study again. Because I had decided again. I was going to study to be a counsellor. Kept not doing it because I was putting it off. Mm. Then that hit, like the do world changed. The pandemic so would have been a great doing... time to do it as well. It was such a good time to do it. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I can't not be doing anything. Everyone keeps asking me what I'm going to do next. So I'm like, I have to do something. I did so many <laughs> courses. I haven't done one. I don't even know the certificates are. I haven't done one. Well, maybe you should start. Maybe I should start doing court. Maybe that will solve my in-between issue. Yeah. No, I'm in the era of, like, I've told everyone that I'm going freelance, mm. right? So I've been a week out of full-time work now. Mm. And all anyone keeps asking me is, and in fairness to them, I would ask too. Yeah, yeah. How's freelancing going? And I just have to say, well, you know what? Turns out I'm just unemployed. <laughs> but when I do start, I'll let you know. I'll tell you. Let me how tell cool you. It is. <laughs> but then also this, like we were saying this before we started recording, like the time you're in, like obviously it's only been a week. Mm. But this is also part of freelance. Is the in between stages. Yeah. And it's probably constantly feeling like a bit of an in between, like between every job. Yeah. Like going where? Like it's like an upward climb, isn't it? Of like where's the next work coming in? Where's the next job? Who's the next person I need to call and have an email with? Like, have an email with? Yeah. <laughs> Can I have an email Can with I you? Can I have an email with you, please? <laughs> um, <laughs> I should have changed those around. Who is the next person I'm going to email and have a call with? Yes, 100%. Perfect. Thank you. But, like, it's very... It's very much what people warn me about. Mm. So, like, I'm trying not to be surprised. But I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, though? Because it's how other people deal with it. And so you're maybe surprised that you're feeling the way you're feeling so soon in. Yeah. And, like, I just didn't think it would be something that bothered me. Yeah. Which is, which again, naive. But then I think there's probably sometimes a naivety with deciding to go freelance anyway. Because yeah. it's the assumption that 
I'm going to leave the job that I'm in and I am going to go and work freelance. Yeah. So you don't, we don't consider, we know that there's the time in between, but we don't consider it because we're like, oh, I'll just go on to the next thing. Yeah. And I think as well, like, maybe not for everybody, can't speak for the nation, but for me, mm-hmm. I had to convince myself 100% mm-hmm. that it was the right thing to do. Or I would have found myself in the same position in 10 years' time. Like, yeah. I needed, as soon as I handed my notice, I was like, shit, <laughs> I've not got a plan. Instant but up panic. until that point, I was convinced in my head, like, plain sailing. Yeah. I'm going to leave. I'm going to start working the very next day. Like, mm-hmm. that it wasn't going to be a problem. And I know it's not like that, because if it was like that, a, would do it. a lot more people would be doing yeah. it. So... I did live in a small state of delusion, which I'm now confronting. You are. But it's okay. Also, be delusional. Yeah, it's really hard to be delusional, though, when you've got no work. People keep asking you when you go to work, and you have to say... So I'm delusional, I can't... TBC. Yeah. <laughs> TBC. It is, though. It is yeah. to be confirmed. And, like, it is fine. It's just... It's just a lot. I think you're smashing out. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, you are. You went for a run yeah, last week. I did. And I am like... You've been emailing everyone. You've been doing yeah. as much as you actually can do. Yeah. You haven't like lit, like sat on your ass and done nothing. You've done everything that you can possibly do. No, but I think it is that feeling of not doing enough. Mm. Still, like, because until you've literally got the work coming in, you do feel like you're not doing enough, I think. Yeah, and it's weird to think that work is work when you're not paid for it. Oh, yeah, like, you are just sat at your computer for hours. Mm-hmm. Like... The way that, I don't know if anyone else is doing it different, please let me know. Mm. But the way that I'm doing it is literally, like, finding the work I like, finding the people who are doing it, mm-hmm. literally digging for their emails, which is quite hard sometimes. I wouldn't even know where to start, so the fact that you know how to do all of that is great. Well, like, stalk their Instagram, find their website. Yeah, like, I wouldn't even know, like, what you're doing is already niche, because like, I would yeah, honestly not like, have the foggiest idea. I would just... I don't know what I'd do. I actually don't even yeah, know. Finding the people that are doing it is actually quite difficult. Mm-hmm. And then finding the people that are doing it that will respond to you is another whole thing. Because mm-hmm. you find all of these great people, you're like, oh my God, I love their work. Mm, they don't care about you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just new. And it's change of routine. It's not having a routine, it's making mm, your own. You have to like make your own, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm pretty much not that down for sitting in the same place all day, every no. day. So like, I struggle with that. We've kind of gone like opposites a little bit, haven't we? Because there was a period of time where I was out of work mm. um, by choice. Was I? Was I? And you just yeah, yeah. But I also. <laughs> <laughs> but you were you just got back into work, like you were then working just full started. time, yeah. And so we were kind of like the opposites, and I remember <laughs> I used to. I wasn't very proactive for the first bit, <laughs> and I used to. <laughs> I used to just go shopping a lot. <laughs> you got addicted to TK Maxx. Oh, my God. <laughs> I used to... We had to put you on a literal programme to I stop you from shopping. the best deals in TK Maxx, or so I thought. I was obsessed. Yeah, but is it a good deal if you were never going to buy it anyway? No, it's terrible deal. Yeah, it's not a good deal. And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what I thought... Like, what positive things I thought was going to come out of this. I was just addicted to these, like, small hits of shopping. <laughs> And it was every Monday. Small hits. Yeah, and I remember for six weeks, because I had to stop after that, because I obviously didn't have a lot of money left. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I remember for six weeks on a Monday, I was never spending less than £100. That's outrageous. Yeah, it was shocking. 
And I and I used to have this little like routine of like the shops I was gonna go to. So I'd go to like TK Maxx or I'd go around like our local shopping centre and then I'd always go to our supermarket. My parents I live at home still and my parents go food shopping on a Saturday. And I'm very grateful for that and there is plenty of food in the house. And then I would what is it that you're buying on Monday? I would buy all of the stuff and come home. And mum was like, Why have you bought all of that? And, like, I wouldn't check what was in the fridge before I left. So I'd be like, oh, I definitely need six courgettes. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about that, actually. On holiday, courgettes. When we went away in the summer. <laughs> sorry. This is totally a side note and has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But it just reminded me. On holiday, the first time we got there, we went to Greece in the summer with all of our friends. And we were staying, we always stay in a villa. And <laughs> I was like, so, before so we got cars. on. <laughs> yeah, always stay in a villa. Like, we, we tend, because we get to stay with each other then. Versus, yeah. like, in a hotel, you all kind of go to your own rooms and stuff. Yeah. And the first night, like, I... And we've got attachment issues. Yeah, 100%. And we like to stay up late. And the fact that we have to sleep in different rooms is quite troubling. Oh, my God, it's hectic. <laughs> Everyone's, like, brushing their teeth all in one room so we can all stay together for as long as we can. And then, um, so this first night, I was like, guys, I've seen this really good recipe. I tried it out on uh, Megan and our friend Grace when they stayed with me one night beforehand. And that we loved it. And it was this, like, halloumi mint pasta thing with the chilli butter. I was like, guys, you're all going to love it. And I was like re- weirdly obsessed with cooking this first night. Wasn't I? Like, before we went, I was like, guys, when we get it. there, I'll, do I'll it. make this courgette pasta. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll do it. <laughs> so where we were staying was like quite quaint. And it there was wasn't much like there, was there? It was a retirement. Yeah, but it, there wasn't a lot there, was there? There was no, like. There was about one supermarket and yeah. one greengrocer. <laughs> the supermarket, which is a very little supermarket. And there was all the like, lovely fruit and veg section. Like, everything's super, super fresh and gorgeous looking. However, gorgeous looking. I didn't have my glasses on this day. The, right. I'm not being fucking funny. This has nothing to do with your glasses. No, it was because you no. were stood by them and I wasn't. I was stood by the tomatoes. Do you remember? You were stood over the section. And you were barking orders at me. Yeah, I was. I was like, I need six courgettes. And they went, well, there was only one thing that could have been, that looked like it could have possibly been a courgette. And Megan went, what about this? And I looked, and I was like, yeah, get six I said, Abby, I think it's a cucumber. And I was like, it's definitely not, Megan. Look at it. It looks just like a courgette. Right? <laughs> you said, actually, <laughs> you said, look at the end of it. Like, <laughs> this end of it There's tells us there. that it's a courgette. It obviously, was telling us it wasn't a courgette. So then we got home hours later, obviously hadn't prepared for any other meal. No, all we had was <laughs> pasta, halloumi, and six courgettes. Yeah, and thankfully, <laughs> some chicken breasts, which... Two of our friends, you being one of them, doesn't eat meat. No. And the other one doesn't eat meat. Although she wasn't there actually yet, was she? No. In. So Megan doesn't eat meat. <laughs> so I've gone to, Megan was like, oh, can I help you cook? And I was like, yeah, if you don't mind, could you please grate the cautions? <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> Megan was like, I'd love to. And there she went to grate that the I want to do more. And she cut it in half and she went, this is a cucumber. <laughs> As six. are the five others in the fridge. <laughs> we had cucumber snacks for two days after that. And I said, do you think we can get away with it? Went, no, you can't cook a cucumber. So I don't know what we made in the end. Some chickeny pastry cheese thing. So I have no idea why I felt the need to tell that story, but it was very funny at the time. <laughs> it was so good, Quite actually. Funny. Quite funny now. Oh, God, yeah. Only to be back on holiday. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, God, with my £3.50 that's in my current account right now. That's exciting. It's dreadful. I said I said to Mystery Man today, I said, now I know that everyone supports me mm. in my decision-making, mm-hmm. which clearly I didn't think about for one moment, mm-hmm. but I shouldn't be deciding between whether I'm going to buy 
tea bags or very liquid That's because true. I can't buy both. That's true. Arguably, both are very expensive items. Yeah, but I'll come back when I'm rich. But until then, <laughs> you can have one or the other. Maybe you should... Um, feet pics. Like feet pics, get a sugar daddy. Don't, because if I spend one more minute on the times, they'll convince me to start drop shipping. You wouldn't be able to do feet pics. No, I've got cashew toe. Not even the cashew toe. You can't even spread your toes. I can't. I don't know what is wrong with your feet. There's something <laughs> wrong with them. Something's not right. And you couldn't have a sugar daddy because you don't like the majority of people. Oh, no. You'd be like, oh, they'd say one thing, you'd be like, mm, do you know what? No. <laughs> and I'm like, Megan, they're paying you. <laughs> Take their money, then leave. I'm not obliged. Do you know what? No. <laughs> I'm done. Don't fancy it. Yeah, so actually, you're a lost cause. I've got no further suggestions. You could be- oh, my God, become a secret shopper. Uh, that pays literally about £6 an hour. Are you kidding? Yeah. Did your sister do it? Yeah. She oh. used to go to, like, um, tanning shops, mm. like, uh, sunbed shops, and she used to go to, like, gambling places. God. And see, so, the sunbed shop and the tanning shop... Oh, Christ. The sunbed shop <laughs> and the gambling shop, mm. it was both to see if they ID. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I was going to say. Lydia, bless her. We're all very yeah, she, pale and she Irish. She didn't have the sunbed. I think no. she just went in and put the money in the machine, then waited in there for nine <laughs> minutes and then left. You're kidding. Yeah. That is so funny. But on the gambling ones, this is sounds illegal. But on the gambling ones, if you win any money, you get to keep it. Yeah. So Isn't like that how gambling works. Yeah, but Oh, you mean for her? Yeah. Sorry. I thought you meant in general. I was like, Megan, you're missing <laughs> the trick rules here. Are... You don't win money and give it back. <laughs> I've won this money, I have to give it to you. No, like you get paid your rate for doing your private shopping, secret shopping. Did she ever win? I don't know. I don't think she won the big bucks. That's sneaky if she didn't tell <laughs> If you. she did, can I have some tea bags, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry, I spun the tea bags yesterday. You did, thank you. Um, yeah, so we're in a crisis. I definitely am. Do you know, I don't, but do you feel like we're in a crisis? No, I don't feel... I feel less crisis-y than I did last year. Oh, yeah, you would, because you're like, not oh. completely unemployed. <laughs> No, I was employed last year. No, now. Now. What? Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also sat really unflattering. And I can't. After the video you uploaded of me last week, which I know it's my own fault for sitting that way, but I honestly looked like a walrus. You don't. There's no second chances. (laughs) There was none. But also, I didn't help myself. (laughs) (laughs) We were like half lying. (laughs) What I was trying to say then is that I thought you were referring to the time where you weren't working and you feel less critical now. No, no, no. I mean, I let. Critical? (laughs) I don't feel critical. (laughs) It's such a go at this point. No, I feel critical. This has gone. This has gone awry. <laughs> I feel um, you feel more put together now than you did this time last year. Yeah, I actually know this time last year I don't think I was employed, but <laughs> I, in terms of like, I felt like I was a bit more of a crisis a few months back. I feel okay. less crisisy. Oh, I feel less crisisy. It's definitely my sad girl era. A little I bit. was. We both were actually. Mm. Do you know what? We don't do anything without each other. No. Maybe it's like Always. sympathetic. Sympathetic. Oh, uh, like sympathy pains. Yeah. <laughs> Similar to that? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I don't know what it's called. Sympathy pain. I want to say sympathetic fallacy, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> no, it's pathetic fallacy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was nice. very wrong. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm in... I'm not actually in a crisis, but I very much feel like I should be. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, like devil and angel. And like, I feel like an angel, but the devil's like, you should be in a crisis right now because you've completely 
turned life upside down. So you saved the devil. Go away. Yeah, I mean, if it was that easy. You should tell yourself you're excited about it. It's... So I listened to, I think I actually mentioned Stephen Bartlett's podcast last week too. Yeah. It's going to become he, a theme. He might sue us. I had a theme. What was my theme last season? I just kept saying. I'm <laughs> thinking people like, stop saying the same word over and over. Um, he won't sue us. Let's look at his free pub, free publicity from our tiny weenie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, he was talking to someone, I can't remember her name. And she was saying that the body does not understand, like the brain doesn't understand the difference between excitement and nervousness because the reaction in the body is the exact same thing. And like when we get butterflies in our stomach, apparently that's just because all the blood leaves the stomach because it goes to other places because you're feeling nervous. So when we're like, oh my God, I've got butterflies, it's actually just because the blood's left that part of the body. Is that science? I think so. Mm. If it's not, I'm terribly sorry. (laughs) And um, so she was saying, when you become nervous about something, it's because we... we're nervous and we tell ourselves the outcome, even though we haven't got to the outcome yet. Mm. And the outcome is always negative. Yeah. Like if you've got to go and present something, you're like, oh, everyone's going to laugh at me if I do this. I'm going to forget all of my words. Yes. I'm never, I'm not going to pass this presentation. Like whatever the case may be. You love and to pass things. Uh... <laughs> clearly I'll just join a course <laughs> if you don't let me. And um, then... <laughs> just sign me up. <laughs> yeah. And then she was saying, or like people that are like scared of flying, we're nervous because we think the outcome's going to be like, the plane's going to go down or whatever. <laughs> There's something on the left phalangery. <laughs> We're nervous because we think the plane's going yeah, to like go down me. or something. Every, every summer before we go away, I have to take calms yeah, for like seven two months. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sleep. Um, but she was saying, you're telling yourself something that you don't know what's going to happen yet. Like you're already, so why don't you just tell something, why don't you just tell yourself something positive instead? Because you're happy to do the negative thing because you're like, I'm so nervous because something terrible is going to happen. But if your brain doesn't know the difference, instead of saying, oh, I'm so nervous about this presentation, you're like, I'm so excited to give this presentation. I do, I do get See it, how I it get... feels. And it's not because you're going to believe it, but it will make you giggle because you're like, this is so silly and it will calm you down. Yeah, like I do get it, but I do think like it's easier said than done. Oh my God, 100%. Because but we like... don't find it easier said than done to be really harsh and negative on ourselves. No. But we wouldn't do it to someone else because that's it's easier to be kind to somebody I else wonder... than it is to be mean. But to ourselves, we think it's easier to be mean than to be kind. Yeah, like why so it actually is doesn't make any sense. instant reaction to all of these things? It's like, God, it's not going to go there. And when someone tells you to be positive about something, they go, easier said than done. Why? Because all we're doing is saying it. <laughs> By we're not someone, doing do it. you mean me? <laughs> you, I do it too, though. But it is easier said than done. But, but, all why? Of it, but we're only in the said stage. We're not mm. in the done stage yet. So we're just saying, yeah, it is easier said. So say the, say the nicer thing. It's yeah. easier said than done. Fine, but you haven't done it yet. So why don't we try and say the nice thing about ourselves? Or the, that we're excited to try this next new adventure or whatever the case may be. I think it's hard to like go so easy on yourself when you feel like you're not doing enough, though. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like the pressure that... I, like, I want to say external pressure, but it isn't. It's like it's you. Ourselves. Yeah, and like you We're feel like... We're both terrible for that. You feel like that something is pushing you. Yeah. But it's not. Like, you think, like, oh, people are going to be... Maybe not laughing. It's obviously not the right word. But, like, people are going to be thinking, like, oh, God, is she ever going to go to work again? Like, or judging. Is she just, just going to be unemployed? And you realise they're not thinking about it. Not at all. They're not, they don't care. Not for, like, one second. No. And if no. they are weird boohoo for them yeah because genuinely they're not like it is it is our narrative and us being a harsh and i'm not saying it like i every time i'm nervous i'm so excited to be nervous (laughs) i absolutely don't i cry and i'm like i have a bit of a meltdown and i panic about things all the time i I panic about things a lot less but i have definitely done that throughout my life i'm like the one i'm like panic 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 and then i'm like absolutely fine 
but then i also i try to implement like it's always on a car journey i definitely i think i've said this before i definitely talk to myself in the car all Mm, the time but i'll be nervous about something because i'm on my way to do whatever that thing is so i'll think of all the bad like of all the worst case scenarios which are again they're fictional because Mm. i don't know yet and i think of all the best case scenarios and then i think what does it really matter if either of these things happen how much does it actually matter and like rejection is so hard most of the time in the long run it doesn't matter sometimes it does and i think those things that's why we feel so passionately about it and that can bring up negative feelings or positive feelings either or but most of the time it's just not that big of a deal no it really isn't and like you're so worried about the pushback that sometimes you don't do things do you know what i mean like if you're sending out emails, like reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. If they don't get back to you, it's not the end of the world. It's one unread email. So, so. It's like, yeah. And I don't know where the, the feeling comes from that like, if people say no, that's it, then done, you're not good enough. Yeah. One like, person says no and we're not good enough. And, that's crazy, isn't it? But then people say yes and you don't, you're like, oh, great. But that one person That feeling no. lasts like half the time. Mm-hmm. So basically, we need to be more positive and talk to yeah. ourselves nicely. And every morning when you get up, you should look in the mirror and you should say, what are you? Hot shit. And if you don't giggle after you said that to yourself in the mirror to your own face, <laughs> that you see, you're giggling, we're talking about it. Yeah, because I can't bear the thought yeah, of doing it. Yeah, because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but why not give yourself... What that does is it gives your brain a hit of dopamine. First does it actually? Thing. Actually does, yeah. Because it makes you laugh. Okay. So it's a hit of dopamine. So it's stupid. Or does you can it... high-five yourself in the mirror. You can do something really silly. But do something that makes you feel like stupid. No one's watching. When you're drunk in the toilet. <gasps> I have full on conversations with myself. And in I'm your head. About the people in the cubicle next door. Because nine times out of ten, there's like two or three girls in a cubicle next door all talking about like their boyfriend issues. And I'm sat there like... Meh, 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 meh. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I probably would get on with them really well. But when I've had a few wines, I'm sat at the toilet. I'm like, oh God. And then a song comes on or like someone said something that night that's annoyed me. I'm like, oh my God, they're such a dick. Like, why have they said that thing? Or when you talk to yourself in the mirror. When you're drunk. Yes. Have you done that? Yeah. Our friend Tilly used to have a quick nap on the toilet when we were on a night out. Yeah, 10 minutes. She'd say, I'm going for a wee. And then we'd be like, where's she gone? And we'd go find her and she'd be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Worked like a charm though, because she had a few hours left after that. Yeah, she did. She would always stay till the end after that. Optimum We'll have to ask her if she time. still does that. I would like to think no. Also, why did she get so tired on night out all the time? <laughs> we were like 18. <laughs> I mean, we went out last night, didn't we? Sober. Yeah, we did. Sober queens. Sober queens. And I didn't feel tired at all. No, I stayed up till three o'clock this morning. Yeah, no, we went on the night out, then we came home, then we watched Strictly. I did become a bit delirious. I think I became <laughs> overtired. But I was really making myself laugh. Typical a lot. from you. Yeah, do you know I'm a bit of a toddler actually? <laughs> yeah. There are sometimes I think, gosh, I'm so grown up now. And then there are other times I'm like, you're not, you're a child. Yeah, not one bit. Bless my soul. Bless my heart. Right, final advice for the in between stage. Um for me. For you. And for and for the people. Do you know what? Enjoy the the slowness of like enjoy the slowness that you're in right now because life is so fast paced. Mm. So enjoy the slowness. This feels very locked down. Be kind to yourself because you are literally trying your best. Like by saying you know, like we say all the time, oh, I'm, do- I'm not doing enough. I should be doing this. Should, what is should? What should, is should? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I could be doing what is could. Don't do all of that. I am trying my hardest. It means the same thing. Much nicer way of putting it. Yeah, that's so Or true. like, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get any of I'm not gonna get any emails back. 
well, I'm going to do the best that I can and I'm going to put forward the best email I can put. Mm. Like, you can only do as well as you can on your half. Yeah. So, or saying, like, I should I should be doing this right now. No. It will come to me when it's ready to. I will keep trying mm-hmm. to make this thing happen. So I think change the way we talk to ourselves. Less negativity. Less negativity, but also, like, just a little bit more supportive. Yeah. Because you are trying your best. That I is actually I what you're doing. Trying my best. So, but you're trying your best and then to tell yourself, am I doing enough? No, don't be don't be mean to you. Yeah. Cuz you've got <laughs> no. there's enough other people don't in, be mean but to there's you. enough other people in the world that are going to tell you no. Yeah. So you don't need to be another person. That's so that's very true. And that That's advice with Abby. <laughs> <laughs> your new column. Can you give me some advice now? For what? What's your problem? I'm in between stage. <laughs> we don't know anything about. I'm in my final year of studying. Is that I'm stressed. Is it? I'm stressed. <laughs> Is your in-between phase the thought that when you're not studying, you then have got that whole, like, you've got to build that platform for yourself afterwards? Maybe. But also, oh God, definitely didn't think I'd still be doing this at 27. What, studying? I'm not 27, 26. So, oh, gosh, I'm ageing myself you've by got, a whole yeah, month. You've got, you've got a few weeks there. But, yeah, like, definitely didn't think. I thought, by the time I was 26, turning 27, oh, I was going to have it sorted. Yeah. And I haven't. And it's a bit like, I'm kind of in the motions of it now. So I'm just dealing with it because I'm in it. Whereas yes. before I was in it, I'm like, oh my God, how's this going to feel? I'm going to be so busy. I'm never going to have any time. I am actually exhausted, but I'm in it. Yeah, but then I would... It's a means if, to an end. If that's the case, then surely the advice is that like to not compare to other people because you're like, I didn't think I'd still be studying at 27. Mm-hmm. Some people go and study at 47. Yes, they do. Do you know what I mean? And then... You might, not this about comparing yourself to other people, but you've gone and, like, bettered yourself in that field. Mm-hmm. There's a chance that you could be making people's annual salary in a matter of months mm-hmm. when you do go on to do what, I want to do. what you want to do because yeah. you have studied. So I think, yeah, I think it's, like, about not comparing yourself to other people. We always think we should all be doing things at the same age as other people, like people that we yeah. went to school with X, Y, Z. But it's bullshit. It is bullshit. Agreed. Because a lot of people do really great really early and then think, fuck this, I don't want to do that anymore. And they retrain and they're in their 30s. Yeah. I do remember seeing that thing before I started retraining, three years ago now, saying, you may as well do the thing that you want to do because in three years' time you're still going to be the same age that you're going to be in three years' time. 100%. And it is really true. I do say that to people. Like, like you've just been 27 and unqualified. Exactly. Not, like it's... And going, oh, I really wish I'd gone and done this. And then going, oh, but can I do it at 27 now? So actually, oh God, my voice broke. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I think twenty-seven is not not a big age. Like it feels like a big age. But you're newborn. <laughs> I'm a fetus. You literally, you're yeah. just getting started. <laughs> Here I am, just dipping my toe <laughs> in the big sea of careers. <laughs> well, we'll let you know when we're not in the in between. Oh, we never won't be. But until us. then, we're too chaotic. <laughs> yeah, change our minds <laughs> yeah. this time next year. Join us next week when we've sorted our whole lives out. <laughs> <laughs> Update. <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure. Bye.